This is a Sport Australia podcast production. Hello and welcome to our coaching and officiating podcast series. My name is Cam Trudell and I'm the project lead for coaching and officiating at Sport Australia. Over this series, we will look at what it takes to modernise Australia's coaching and officiating system. Each podcast, we will be joined by a special guest who will share experiences and practical tips on their topics. And we're fortunate enough to have Louise Savage join us today in the studio. Louise is recognised not just for the extraordinarily successful career as a wheelchair racer, but for her pioneering efforts in raising the profile and perception of Paralympic sport and athletes in Australia and all around the world. Welcome, Louise. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, Louise, you've got a vast experience and a long history in sport uh, as an athlete, but also uh, as a coach and, and developing athletes coming through the system. Given that you're working with professional athletes at the, at the top end, but also developing athletes and people entering into sport, how do you go about setting acceptable challenges if you've got multiple athletes in the same group or environment? Yeah, it can be a bit tough. Um, unfortunately, in our sport, there's there's not a lot of coaches and a lot of, not a lot of people um, involved in our sport, so it's a very um, small community. So yeah, we have to be a kind of a jack of all trades to a certain extent. Um, so yeah, having my group uh, on a Saturday morning, which is it doesn't hold the really elite guys, it, it, it probably has a, a gamut of as you said, beginners right up to some uh, athletes that, um, you know, are, are knocking on the door, so to speak. Um, and so you're training them all together. Um, I think more than anything, you know, we set different goals and, and different sessions for them, but then we try and work them all together you know, have people chase each other, have um, different goals, set them time goals, um, set them off, um, you know, handicap them and, and that kind of thing on the track and trying to make it fun as well as them getting a lot of a lot out of it and achieving their goals and, and acquiring the skills. So, um, yeah, it can be interesting, but, um, yeah, it does give you the, the full, I suppose, range of uh, your abilities is stretched as a coach to know that you have to deal with every single level. I'm guessing that your experience over time too has put a little bit in your in your kit bag with regards to how you service that, knowing that you've got different talent coming through and, and different abilities coming through. How do you get that mix between people who are really aspirational and, and wanting to go as far as they can go in the sport? How do you set those goals for those people with regards to achievable milestones, considering that you've got others in there that, that are never, ever going to really make that uh, the top level, but, uh, but are really keen to sort of be there, be part of the community and compete? Yeah, for the guys that um, obviously show a lot of talent and want to get to the next level and they're motivated to do that, obviously we have different competitions and different times. Obviously my sport has worked on on times for different events. So we do set goals within the year and also um, different competitions that they can go to. Um, you know, that's been a bit hard in the last year or so, but, um, you know, a lot of my guys compete um, regularly during the season. So they, they have goals to compete for, um, especially when they come to Canberra and go on a nice track. So they really love coming here and they get PBs and it just spurs them on when they go home and get back on a slow track. So, um, so it's, it's really good, but um, within the group that I have on a, on a Saturday, there are the guys that, you know, possibly won't make that level, but um, they're definitely there to enjoy the sport and they all mix really well. It's, it's a great community actually. Um, and, you know, maybe they do or they don't know 
how far they want to go in the sport, but it doesn't matter. Even if they decide, you know, a couple of years down the track that they actually do want to have a crack, well then, you know, they're still there and I'm still there for them to try and help them achieve whatever goals they want to. And it might not, not everyone will get to a Paralympic level, but they could get to national level. They could increase their 10K, you know, decrease the, sorry, their 10K time. That could be their goal. So it's all relevant for, for the different athletes and we try and set their individual goals that way. You know, just getting around the track for some of the athletes and staying in their lanes a goal. And a lot of my guys still struggle to do that. So, um, so yeah, it's just it's all relevant to the, to the person and the age they're at and when they started racing. It's incredible the way that uh, you, you work with that vast range of people. And, and over time, we're talking about, you know, what's in your kit bag. I'd be really interested to know the different ways that you communicate or that you personally as a coach that you've learned over time to get different messages across. Obviously, with the elite guys, we do a lot of video analysis, um, photos. We do a lot of different things to show them what they're doing and how they're doing it and analyze their races and, and that kind of thing to try and get them to see. Also, technique, um, physically actually being there with them and showing them. And um, you talk about the communication styles. It's funny when I work with the national team and, and those guys, um, I seem to have a different um, level of communication just because – they know that I've been there and done that and they kind of, you know, they know that how I know that how they're feeling at a crucial moment and what they potentially might need and they don't have to explain themselves. And it's kind of nice, I think, sometimes that you don't have to do that. Um, and, you know, you get to learn the your athletes as well and you've got that trust between you as well. So um, it all comes down to how you communicate, I think, and how you get along with that person. But when with my younger crew, it's it's – you know, just treating them like regular people and, you know, asking them questions. And um, a lot of the time, and, and I don't know, I can only speak from my experiences a, a lot of time when um, athletes with disabilities don't always, or people with disabilities sometimes don't get talked to sometimes. And especially the younger kids, their parents are always there or someone's there and they get spoken to in that respect. When I talk to them and I'm like, I'm asking them about their disability, what they can and can't do, what they can feel <laughs> to a certain extent, what they can't they kind of look at me as if to say, oh, no one really asks me. And it's kind of cool. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, what, I don't care what your mum's got to say. I want to know what you say and I want to know what you. And so it's kind of different to be able to talk to them that in that respect. I don't mind if they're six years old, you know, obviously I'm going to change my language, but, and, or, you know, they're 13 and they're giving me a hard time because I don't know who the Avengers are. So um, there's lots of things like that. There's different communication levels in that respect, but it it's good. Um, it's a good little community and, um, you know, it doesn't matter if they know who I am or, or my history. Um, it's just the way I can relate to, to all of them. And we have something in common with most of us all have a disability. That's uh, incredible in the fact that you've you sort of brought together a philosophy of coaching. I think that's pretty much across anyone that you've got in front of you is, is you said that you find out what they can do. And I guess any coach that's standing in front of any group realistically is looking at what can they do, what can't they do, and what do they need to do. And how you co-create a, a session that's, a, that's suitable for the people in front of you, I think that's an art in itself. But it sounds like it's really exacerbated here or highlighted here because you've got people with the different abilities. It, it sort of makes you really coach and really innovate 
Would you say that's a fair sort yeah, of... Yeah, I think it makes you a better coach. You Nothing stock standard when you're coaching someone with a disability. You're always finding ways to think outside the square, how to adapt, how to make it work to what it should look like or how it could look like. Um, and even if a, a, a child or an adult or teenager says to me, well, I don't think I can do that. I'm like, oh, well, let's have a crack. You know, let's see what you can do. And, you know, I'll be here and if it hurts or, you you know, you don't think you can do it, then we'll, we'll stop. But let, let's try this and, you know, and lead by example as well. You know, I often use the other the, the other kids in the group or uh, adults or to to use it as, as an example. Oh, this is how I get in and out of my chair. This is how I push. Um, these are the gloves I use. Do you want to have a go at those? Or, you know, this is where you're trying to contact on the rim. You know, I will use, my, you know, my 13-year-old to, to help my six-year-old you know, go around the track and fix their steering or, you know, so it's all about, you know, them all teaching the new people and, and you know, passing it on like I, I suppose I do to a certain extent. So it's good. It's really good, you know, how you can communicate between them as well and everyone's equal. It doesn't matter. I mean, I don't care. You come down on a Saturday morning, you're in a race chair, you can have a crack. I don't, I don't mind what your disability is and, and what level you're at. It sounds like your communities of practice, which is an extremely well-researched and understood area. So where we're trying to get to with nationalizing coaching and, and officiating, especially with regards to people um, having self-awareness, having someone there as a mentor to sort of help them along, uh, for people to understand their gaps or where they where they need help. It sounds like that's really alive and well we're in your space. I mean, hearing that a 13-year-old's helping out a six-year-old uh, in something, one, it sounds fantastic, just basically building those aspirational mentors and knowing that your aspiration is just there. It's, it's, it's actually the 13-year-old. It's not necessarily someone that you're seeing on TV. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I think it's it's great. I mean, they see the guys, the national guys on TV. They might see them at the Paralympics and things like that, and that is the ultimate, obviously. Um, you know, uh, a lot of my guys come to these able-bodied meets and they see people that they've seen on TV too and they get excited as well, which is kind of cool. Um, they probably relate to them but not in the same way. Um, but, we, you know, we're such a small community. I think it's important that we all share our knowledge and, and pass it forward and, and be involved. And I think it's really important for them to feel like they belong as well. Um, it's probably one of the most important things. I mean, most kids – in Australia go to their Saturday morning sport or, you know, weekend sport at some stage and, you know, they can join their local soccer club, they can go and participate. Um, for a lot of kids with disabilities, it's not that simple, it's not that easy. They need specialised equipment or they don't fit in, they can't join in with their brothers and sisters. So for them to come along to their Saturday morning sport is, you know, it's important for them to be feel part of that group and know that this is where they belong, they feel comfortable and they can all have a laugh and have new friends and, and you know, be comfortable and still have um, a good time and enjoy their sport and be active and fit and healthy. So it's the same purpose, but um, yeah, it's a little bit harder sometimes. I think belonging is a great word in, in that uh, we all want to feel like we belong, no matter where what the environment is. You said before that coaching is, is very, very similar. Do people ever come to you for advice or, or someone who, uh, who don't have a disability? To coach someone without a disability? Oh, I don't know how to run. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. 
Um, okay. Yeah, but no, um, I think on a broader spectrum, um, like you said, coaching is coaching. So um, where I work, you know, obviously I'm surrounded by another a lot of coaches from different sports and we all learn from each other and regardless of our sports, regardless of whether it's an able-bodied sport or a, a sport for athletes with disabilities, it doesn't matter. Coaching is coaching. So I learn lots of things from those coaches and that's how I learn Um it doesn't matter whether you're an able-bodied or not. Um, I think that's really relevant and I've probably learned a lot from those people and the environment where I, where I work more than anything. Um, so, yeah, I think we learn together, you know, from each other. It's great. Do you see that there's that opportunity for people and, and would there be that opportunity for people to actually come in and, and coach people with disabilities to improve themselves? Yeah, absolutely. I think it will make you uh, a better coach, like more rounded, having to think outside the square, like I said, adaptability. Um, you're just learning. You, you, perhaps you're involved in athletics, but like, hey, let's throw in a something, a curveball, which could be, you know, an athlete with a prosthetic leg or an arm. And then you go to, you know, coaching a sprinter, but with a difference. And so it does make it, I think it's way more interesting. Um, and it, you know, opens your mind up and there's not a lot of history that you can go back onto a, a lot of our sports. So you can't go to a book necessarily and, and look up things. So it makes you think, and, you know, some great resources around this country to, to be able to rely on, to help you progress in that way as well. I encourage anyone to come along and experience it and get involved and, you know, see what we do and, and different things. It's, it's, it's really yeah, it'll make you a better coach, definitely. I think that's part of the some of the issues that might be here is the barriers to people actually not understanding that and I guess being fearful of making a mistake or what if they slip up? What if they say the wrong thing? I think people think that a lot. <laughs> um, me personally, I can't speak for all people with disabilities, but um, I'm definitely of the thing of the, you know, just ask me, you know, it, you know, no question's a stupid question. And if it is, don't worry, I'll probably tell you, but um, in a nice way. <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, just ask questions and become involved. You, you, you know, you see all the characters that we have, you know, and, and how they interact and, you know, we'll open, welcome you with open arms and, yeah, just come and ask questions and, and get involved. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great way to get started and, and experience something different. Absolutely. And I think that there's a great opportunity with regards to, as you say, it's part, it can be part of a development phase for people to make them think differently, to help them in whatever path they end up going in their coaching or even in the officiating space where having empathy, understanding, um, setting the environment and then you know creating an optimal experience for the people in front of them has to be the, the, the ultimate goal for any coach, regardless of who, who they're coaching or officiating with. Louise, this has been fantastic. A lot to think about, a lot to unpack, and I really appreciate your time with us today. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today. If you'd like to find out more about coaching and officiating or have any feedback or questions, please email us at workforce at sportoz.gov.au. My name is Cam Trudell, and I look forward to you joining me for the next podcast in the Coaching and Officiating series.